I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hi, it's Jen. I'm just welcoming, I can't even say that today, welcoming, oh Jesus, seriously, I can't say that. Okay, hi, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, there's some words that you just trip over sometimes, but never mind. Anyway, on today's podcast, I have brought back the very lovely Charlotte Lowe. So Charlotte is on talking to us this week about climate change and what we can do to help make a difference. I sometimes, I know that I do quite a lot of things, I'm very conscious about climate change and I do a lot of things but I'm always thinking there could be something else that I'm doing. So we have a chat about what's going on in the world, what the potential outcomes are if we don't start to see radical change and then she gives us some top tips on things that we can do to help us start moving in the right direction, become more conscious about it. So even if you are already doing lots of things and it's just the normal way that you behave, just have a think about is there one more thing that you can add to it? Because every one extra thing that we can add to this is going to help build the case and build a better world for ourselves and future generations to live in. So we've not covered everything that we can possibly cover because it's such a broad, broad topic. And last night when I was over at my mum's, I was watching Blue Planet Live and it just really was motivating me to try and do some more. Um, So Charlotte's got some great top tips that she's sharing. So check it out and I will speak to you on the other side. Hello, it is Jen here from the I Am Jen Wilson podcast and I have my second return guest to the podcast. Hello. So Charlotte is here and she's here in real life, sitting on my sofa with me, which you know <laughs> always makes me happy, better than doing it over the computer. And I enjoy bothering people in person. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time Charlotte was one of, I think you were like guest number three or four or something. When no that way, way back. That and, yeah, it was more than a year ago because I yeah. remember just recently it came up saying... Yeah, Facebook prompted us. Yeah, <laughs> saying that had been a year since your podcast and... So many things have changed I know. in your worlds, yeah. Um, which is why I wanted to get you back on. Woo-hoo. So Charlotte, Charlotte Kensington Portraits, yes. also known as Charlotte Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> Just I have, to confuse I go, the world. I know, I go by many names. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, dear. So why don't you give the listeners a brief intro to what it is that you do in the world, yeah. and then we can dive into why we're having today's podcast. Okay, so um, as you heard, I run Charlotte Kensington Portraits, so I specialise, it used to be, if you listen to my old one, in makeover celebrity um, awesome photography, which I kind of still do, but now I mostly focus on personal branding with an emphasis on working with people that I feel are really changing the world. 
and I also run a Facebook group, though intermittently just now, mm -hmm. um, with, with mute, like moving, life chores, things like that. It kind of takes a dip, but I come back. Uh, <laughs> and it's called Simple Swaps with Charlotte. Now, this group was developed with an idea to encourage people who hadn't even thought about the environment or, you know, cared, basically, to look at information in a more easy way a more digestible way and give easy peasy solutions so a lot of it was with an angle of instead of buying this buy this so it's not like you have to change your entire life to help it's more like it's super easy you vote with your money and you change easy easy tasks um so yeah that's been growing steadily and if you join please give me a holler and be interactive in the group because there's nothing like being encouraged by other active members to keep going because it's just nice, you know? It's yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice when you post something up that people respond to it and put their views and their yes. opinions. And also, if they, when you sometimes post something, it's maybe part of the story, but somebody else has another part of the story or even an, an opposing argument to a story so that yeah. you can and you can develop your own education to make a better, more informed choice yeah. when it comes to making decisions about things that's it and then i want you also if you do join to add everyone you know the whole point is that we are targeting those who aren't already mindful of these things it's for the people who would rather just play xbox or go on a night out with their mates this is for people who just would rather watch eastenders or just basically any tv than give attention to something that is very fundamental and very important right now so add everyone you're not spamming them they'll only ever get one notification it might feel like you're spamming them because you're adding everyone on your contacts but on their end they don't know <laughs> yeah so yeah encourage <laughs> that's my plug <laughs> so i'll put a link to the facebook group in the show notes so that people can easily find it thank you um, so what was it that motivated you to get this up and running? Um, it was actually a really random podcast uh, called Serial. And uh, I think it was, ah, no, it was by Serial and it was called S-Town. Very good. And it's all focused around this mysterious murder, real life. This guy goes to investigate this, basically another guy calls up and says, there's, a, there's been a murder and I want to talk about it. And so this guy who's hosting the podcast goes to investigate. Anyway, it starts to develop. We find out more and more about the circumstances, the situation. But this main guy who originally called up um, was really stuck on being in a small town and feeling very, like, crap about that. And then also he, he was based in America um, in an area that's a little slow I should say maybe like um, not well educated and a bit stuck in its ways um, and he was seeing the effects of global warming and he was doing a lot of research into that and it was just it was ever so heartbreaking to hear him be so passionate about it and I was like yeah you know what I dip in and out of passion with this because I'll watch an Attenborough documentary and I'll feel so inspired to change my my whole way of living and inspire others but a week goes by like we all do and I just forget and it would just be yeah. like, meh, whatever, it's not real. And then just carry yeah. on until the next documentary. But after that podcast, I was like, right, why, why not, instead of just sitting on this idea, why not just act right now, right now do something. And so I call it a bit of bedroom activism. Um, yeah, activism. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's uh, it, I just do it from my room. So I, I literally created a Facebook group, added basically everyone I know. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> and I encouraged others to add people. And slowly, as I have been learning, I've added and shared what I've learned as well because I want to make it as easy as possible. So that's yeah. really my journey in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes when you see these things on TV, whether it's a documentary on Netflix or a David Attenborough program, because you're watching it on TV, it doesn't always feel as real. Yeah, because it it's, it's normally is. about a country that's far away, and perhaps we've never personally been there, so it's more of a story than a yep. than a real thing. Even if it is, as we know, it's fact, but it's so not relatable. Yeah, it's a bit far and it's mm-hmm. far enough removed that you don't feel yeah. the personal impact on it. Yeah. So you've got some facts and figures for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to do this podcast prepped because normally I, I remember, my brain is very good at remembering the general gist of a fact, but like yeah. the actual figures and numbers obviously goes in one ear and out the other. I just kind of, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, that's important. That bit right there. I'll remember that bit and not the other bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, as for your listeners, I don't know if anyone has heard, um, it was reported on last year and it was kind of everywhere but also nowhere at the same time. It depended on the kind of person you spoke to as to whether they knew about this or not and that is the Paris Climate Agreement uh, which was done by the United Nations or the UN. Um, and it basically reported that we have to slow the increase in temperature rise to only 1.5 degrees absolute maximum in the next 12 years. Otherwise, we'll see some really catastrophic events happening. Um, it's not good news. I think a lot of people perhaps heard this and again, like a documentary, thought, holy shit, oh no, and then just got on with their lives. And I think it's so easy to do that too, but it's actually very, very real and very scary. And the good news is is that there's still hope, but we are on a very fine line just now, which is why a lot of businesses you'll see are moving to more sustainable packaging very quickly. Um, We're seeing other things being put into place like um, chargeable cars rather than petrol-based cars, things like that. There's, There's a reason behind this. And I'm trying to encourage people independently to change their lives so that as a collective once we all change as we're a big deal we're making a lot of difference um which is why it's important that once you make changes that you encourage somebody else to as well and that's how we like as little people make such a big change yeah yeah Yeah. and when you say that in 12 years things will be catastrophic what sort of thing are you talking about to give people maybe an idea or a visual of how this is going to impact their specific lives so um i suppose the first thing the western world isn't going to see changes until probably about 15 years um it's going to be the people who are in over in asia that will be affected first because already they're quite they're in a hot place <laughs> yeah. so already climate change is affecting them global warming is affecting them but it's due to Uh, significantly increase and we're going to see risk of floods extreme heat drought and because of these weather situations therefore we're going to see crops dying out um people therefore starving and then more increased poverty poverty and how that's going to hit us is we're going to have to go out and help so if you're somebody who is concerned about government spending and things like that we're going to have to go out and help them otherwise 
millions of people are going to die. Like, that's real. Then it's going to come over to us. And we're going to see those catastrophic events happen over here as well. That will take a little bit longer because we're naturally a little cooler. But ultimately, you'll see a difference. I mean, right now, the I think it was only 42 minutes ago, the Guardian did a report on bumblebees and other bugs. And we have seen um, the, I guess it's any pollinating um, insects, they've disappeared from a quarter of the UK's habitats um, with a giant population crash. So obviously bees and all these bugs are so vital to us having crops in the first place because they're the ones that go out and pollinate and help these crops grow. And without them, we will starve. So these, these are very real threats. Yeah, so even though you're saying that temperature-wise, things maybe in Asia we're going to see, but we are even seeing things yeah. in the, the sort of Western developed world, like the, the fires that were in California yeah. recently. Yeah. Last summer, the fires that spread across Yorkshire. Yeah. Um, that's down to the extreme heat that we all kind of celebrate here in the UK because we're so used to everything being cold. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we've got summer, but oh, look what's actually happening here. in Australia constantly, yes. they consistently have and um, just also, fires and stuff like that well, as well. that's it. And just, I think, in February as well, we just had, like, a f- I think it was, like, three or four really, really warm days for February, considering yeah. we're supposed to be in the height of winter. Typically, when decades ago we would see snow, um, even last year we saw snow, uh, it was, I think, it was highs of 18 degrees yeah. in winter. Yeah. Like, people had their taps off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was down in York because that was my birthday weekend. Yeah. And I was down in York and it was 18 degrees and we were sitting outside in t-shirts having yeah. something to, to eat going, this is amazing, I can't believe it's February. But then not having the cold weather has a huge impact on people's health because when you don't get the frosts of the winter time, the bugs don't get killed off. And we're yeah. seeing stronger flu viruses, stronger cold viruses. Everybody who's had a cough or a cold this year, it's lasted for weeks yeah. rather than just a few days and that's just because of this more humid warm weather yeah. that we're experiencing because that's like the, the ultimate climate for germs to grow they're yeah. like they love warm and damp uh, which exactly is what february was yeah um but also we're seeing repercussions of that in terms of bugs like bumblebees coming out far too soon yeah. flowers blooming far too soon because that wave of heat was their signal to be like oh come out of hibernation it's time to go to work. And then, of course, it only lasted three or four days, and then the cold snap came back in and killed them all. Yeah. Uh, which is probably why we've had this most recent drop in bug, poly- like, um, what's it, pollinating bug. I guess they died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I lost a quarter of bees more. Yes, yeah. yeah. No, it's insane. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, so really they are seeing impacts of it right here right now today yeah but for a lot of people they won't realize the big scale effect that that's going to have on long term yeah like nhs is getting smashed because of it yeah that's it i mean it's hitting all sorts and i think it's there's a path for it to hit basically everything that's important in our lives in ways that we probably couldn't have guessed as well because there's such a butterfly effect of like a whole chain of sequences affecting certain things and ultimately I think we all want a future for our loved ones and our children and so that's why it's so important that we actually make change now and it's easy to 
it's not hard and you don't have to like go without you don't have to stop having luxuries or um kind of spending a little more on yourself or just having that really comfortable lifestyle it's about changing that whilst keeping the integrity of what you want out of your life but just doing it slightly differently and that's that's all um yeah so there's there's some really simple stuff that you can do uh, shall we move to the solution yes because i think that that is enough doom and gloom although i do <laughs> i do want your listeners to sit with those facts for a bit it's so important to really understand the gravity of it because like i say every time we hear these things it's so easy just to be like oh yeah 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 oh i'll do something i'll, I'll buy less plastic great good start solid start but there needs to be more done because this is very big. This is a big deal. And it needs to be consistently yes. done, not just this week, and then yes. you forget about it and fall back into your old ways. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, firstly, I want you guys to kind of follow Greta Thunberg. Now, I've probably just murdered her surname there. I don't know how you pronounce it, but she's this amazing 11-year-old. Um I think she's 11, maybe she's 13. I might have just messed that up too, sorry. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's young, basically, and very, very impressive. And she, you've probably seen her, if you quickly Google image her face, you've probably seen her about, she's a sweet girl with two braids, and she has been going on about the environment and things like that. And she says, basically, like, we don't want to give hope. We want to be in a time of being scared because when we have hope, we're complacent and we don't act. But when we're scared, we're forced to actually make changes and decide a few things. Um, and I think uh, while I say this though, and this is something that I'm also trying to learn is I don't want people to be overwhelmed because I think you can be so like, oh, freaked out by it that you just don't know where to start. And it's too overwhelming and you can't even paralyze it the same as anything yeah. like if you're changing your diet do one thing don't change everything yeah yes yeah. absolutely so as i do say this yes understand the gravity of it yes be inspired to make changes but please don't be overwhelmed that's what all of these gorgeous online communities are for to help and inspire and educate which is why i develop simple swaps and there's many many other really great um groups out there as well which i do share links to in my group um and there's forums there's people about that you could probably chat to oh that's the other thing i do also want to encourage people just to have this discussion with with others like you don't necessarily have to make immediate changes but one of the really powerful things is so choose somebody in your life that you would never really think to talk this way to and bring up the subject because i think we all understand inherently in ourselves because we've had a lifetime of warnings that something has needed to be done, but I feel like we've got people in our lives that we never even reach the topic with, just because yeah. we never think that, oh, they're not really into that, so we don't really speak about it. Yeah. Maybe we speak more about the latest thing that I found in New York or something like that, you know? But these, creating a space for discussion, and this is on any topic of, um, of change, uh, having this discussion brings a bigger awareness and a better mindfulness to make these changes too. Yeah. So I do encourage people just to maybe have a conversation with those that you know you may not normally speak to about because you never know. They may have something very surprising and interesting to say on the subject as well, mm. um, yeah. which is also Because they make do stuff that 
you yeah. didn't know that they did and yeah. they could teach you something. Yeah. yeah, and you can exchange ideas and tips. Yeah. And I was just looking up Greta there. She was the one that championed the schools going on strike for climate change. Yeah. And that is obviously something that's happened yeah. as a snowball effect across that's it, the I world. Think cause the UK, it was just last week, wasn't it? Last something? week, the week before, yeah. yeah. There's kids um, in the UK schools all going out on strike about it Amazing. as well. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. And she's like, as you say, she's only 11 or 12 or something like that, and she's been able to help do this. So if a child can do this, why the hell can an adult not? <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> but it's, it's funny, I always say that when you call somebody childish, it's not really an insult because children are born with such pure hearts and minds and they have the most incredible instincts. Yeah. That being childish is exactly what adults should aim to be yeah we've been alive far too much and we're too bitter now by just life experiences and rubbish going on that adults don't always know the answer and we should really take a leaf out of children's books because they're the ones that will follow something wholeheartedly with full passion and with such a clarity that we literally can't have anymore yeah and they ask the important questions they do and they're so simple as well it's like Holy, holy moly, I would have never thought of asking that, but that's such a good point. <laughs> and I often, like, I, I love children so much, and I think I think it comes from when I was a kid and I just felt very undervalued and dismissed opinion-wise, like, oh, shut up, you don't know anything. I've been alive longer than you. Heard that many times. Yeah. And now I kind of, now that I'm a grown-up, uh, I make space to respect children because they are smart and we should be inspired by them. Um, sure. Yeah. So. What else can we do? This is it. I have some very easy peasy basic switches that you can totally do today if you wanted to, <laughs> which you should do, not if you want to. <laughs> That's far too lenient. <laughs> Get a pen and paper ready. Yeah. Okay, so the first one, we all know, uh, but we don't do it, and that is walk more. Um, I will preface this list, actually, with the fact that this is going to help not only the environment, but also your wallet and your health at the same yep. time. There's normally like a, a million and one benefits to doing these things. Um, so if you're tight on cash, do these because it will help. Um, if you're not feeling superb in your body, do these because it will help. Yeah. So walking more, obviously healthy for you, but healthy for the planet. Um, don't get in your car and go to the corner shop, really. Like the amount of people that do that. <laughs> oh my God. Wait two minutes in the corner. Yeah. Just walk. So I will walk pretty much everywhere within a 45 minute radius. Yep. So if it's 50 minutes, I might treat myself to a car journey. But ultimately, I make space in my life now where I give enough time that I can walk somewhere. Did you drive here? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that's because there's actually not a lot of pedestrian walkways to get here. Just if you don't know them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, I'm a tourist in Glasgow. Okay, guys, I'm learning. Don't put me on the spot like that. Sorry. Come on, you make it does take, critical. It does like, take about 50 minutes to get from your house to yeah, here. It does. It's ten, 10 minutes in the car versus 50. But the point being is that make space to walk in your life. Do it more because that's actually one of the best activities to do just to get fit all over your body like you're not working just one area just one of those activities will help you just be healthier and then also you are helping the planet because you're not emitting more pollution into the air using cars unnecessarily yeah and you need to walk at least 30 minutes every single day for your body to be able to get any kind of physiological benefit from it if you can wow. get out and walk and walk quite 
energetically so that your heart rate does rise a yeah. little bit you will get so much health benefits from that maybe that's why i got so fit because incredible. i always run late so you bet i'm walking with a sprint <laughs> <laughs> i'm like sort of somewhat jogging walking <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Be late and walk. There you go. There's two, <laughs> two top tips. Um, and on the subject of travel, um, other really simple things. Instead of taking a plane, can you take a train and a coach or a bus and a train? All these different combinations of travel. Now, the argument could be said, yeah, that I could, but it takes so much longer. True. And that is something that I also battle with because I travel a lot. But what you also get from it as well as just being eco-conscious um, and not contributing more, um, is that you get to see more as well. Like when you're on a train, you get to sit there, bring your book or bring some work or something like that. Sit there, look out the window and really appreciate the environment that you live in. Um, these all come with additional benefits. Like, yeah. And plus, like planes do chug out so much CO2 just because of the amount of fuel they use. Think about how massive they are. To lift that into the air, just like looking at that as a whole, you can just tell that there's a lot of yeah. energy and resources being used just to take off, let alone fly. So swapping things out like that is a good idea. And likewise for long journeys in cars as well, check out trains. Now, I know in the UK we've got a crappy train system. It is true. But also, I know from experience, it's totally doable, so you have no excuses. <laughs> if you're travelling just within the UK, flying most often doesn't actually save you much time, if any time. So one of my friends and her dad were both going down to London and she doesn't fly unless it's life and death. Like she will not wow. get on a plane because she had to travel so much years ago. Yeah. Um and she's just like, Don't want to go on a plane. So her and her dad left the house at the same time and he got in just five minutes ahead of her. That she got the train and door to door and he flew. So because you've got to be at the airport yeah, an hour and a half, two hours before, and then you're queuing and waiting, and then you go off at the other side and you're queuing and waiting to get through. And then the airports are never in this town, but yeah. the train stations generally are yeah, in the Yeah, so you've got to even get so, to the airport to be yeah, as well. I know. So, yeah, door-to-door quite often. Alternatives are much faster than flying. Yeah, well, there you go then. Yeah. Um, turn off gadgets properly. So instead of just putting them on standby, um, I think it should be known, um, unless you've already worked it out, but like when you put your telly on standby, it's still using, I think, 80% of the energy it takes just to give like the full telly effect of picture and sound and working. Yeah. So turning gadgets off at the plug is exactly what you should be doing. Your chargers, turn them off, unplug them. Extension cables, turn them off at the plug. Like keep all of these things off and you're going to stop using so much electricity and you're also going to stop paying for all that electricity that you're not even using. Um, you will see a price drop in your monthly payments too. Burner! <laughs> <laughs> and on that topic as well, just use le less electricity in total. Instead of watching TV so much, read a book or play a board game. In fact, listen to more podcasts. Damn right. <laughs> and technically you need electricity sooner. Only to charge up an iPod. This is true. There you go then. Winning. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um again a very common sense one, especially since it's being spouted in every direction just now, but do away with disposables. So please stop buying things that are just one use and tampons. Yes. Sanitary pills. <laughs> 
No, that's a great point. Exactly. Get your moon cup in action. Your yeah. diva cup, whatever the brand you've gone for. Unicorn cup. There's a unicorn cup? Yeah. Oh my what, god. Is it multicolored? No. Aww. The packaging is and the dish that it comes in is, but the cup itself is just silicon. Oh. Yeah. Oh I got very excited then. I was hoping for glitter Sorry. and multicolouring and glitter. No, 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 no. Disco fatty. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're throwing each of those things away. They're not biodegradable either because they have bits of plastic built into the actual material. And of course, towels, period towels, they are almost entirely plastic. You know that just as you're sticking them down because it's like, whoa, look at this plastic. It's sweaty. Ooh, and nice. our thighs. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, tampons are full of broken up cotton yeah. that's bleached. Yep. And you're putting that inside you, and then quite often, as you're pulling it back out, you can see that like, the, the fibre gets stuck, yeah. and that's inside your body. Yep. But and it shouldn't be. That, yeah, it shouldn't be. No, exactly. Um, I think a lot of the time as well, to get inspiration for how we should live now is we should look at how people used to live and um, it, get, take inspiration from that. We don't have to copy it exactly, but in the terms of periods and things, women used to wear like a period skirt that was just red and they'd have special undies and they would just re-bleed into it and then they would wash it afterwards and they would just wear that every time their cycle yep. happened, basically. Um, we used to have ladies to go and sit and we could bleed together. Well, that's cute, I guess, and camaraderie, and like we can all moan together about pain. <laughs> I don't know, but the <laughs> fact that they didn't—they wouldn't have thought of disposable anything. That was just a commercial convenience, and it was to still keep women on the job every yes. single day. Yeah, damn right, <laughs> um, and make money at the end of the day as well. Disposable means that they can sell over and over and over again, and you'll keep buying. So check out the moon cups and things like that. I think there's a little stigma and a little fear about using them, but be gentle and patient with yourself and you'll get into it as well. I've like, adapted to it really easily. And I've started oh, I'm Mrs. Lady Dow, okay? <laughs> I did watch the same videos on YouTube. Oh, did you? Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. And there has been times that I got it wrong, but after the first month of using it, I was like, why did I not? Because yeah. period pain was actually less. Yeah. And the flow finished quicker. Yeah. Because your tampon just soaks everything up, soaks all the bacteria, all the moisture that you all need, all the moisture that you yeah. need in that area that the cup doesn't have any negative impact on. So, particularly if women suffer from UTIs quite a lot or thrush, yep. then they should they should definitely definitely go down the cup route. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, another disposables, uh, things like razors. Yes, you got there first. Sorry, I paused for effect, Jen. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, razors. Get a safety razor where the blade is switchable, um, but the handle and the head stays intact and the blades just go in a tin can of beans, you clamp it shut so it's safe, um, and then you recycle it responsibly because it's a biohazard technically, but you do it responsibly. Or stay hairy. Or stay hairy, yeah. Um, although for me, oh, no, no, no. I like the I like the safety razor. <laughs> what about waxing? Well, waxing it depends on the. Sh I guess if you're using yeah, just the wax, it's fine. The strips obviously not so much because they get thrown in the bin. Yeah, yeah oh. so a lot of like my wax, wax lady, Debbie. Yeah, always say my. Well, she's not called that anymore. But waxing the baby. 
I put a link to her as well. Um, she just uses the wax that goes on and then yeah. rips straight off rather than using ships on top of it. Do you know, I've never looked into it. I hope that that breaks down as well. But the trouble is it would have to be disposed of accordingly. Yeah. Um, if it is biodegradable, it'd have to go in like food waste and garden waste or something because mm. if you throw it into the tip, there's not the right um, environment to break things down. Yeah. So there's a lot of research that has to be done before you make these choices. But I mean, that's what these groups are here for. That's why we're here. That's why we, you can reach out to us because we'll help research too. I don't want this to be like, oh, think about this, this and this. Um, you know, Waxing is less frequent as well though. Yeah, like waxing six That's or eight it. weeks yeah. rather than shaving, which when I shaved it was every day practically because yeah. the degrowth came in so quickly. So yeah, it is that benefit. Yeah, um, other disposables. Uh, let's see what else. Something to consider is things nappies. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a good one. <laughs> like, I'd be thinking of something else. But yeah, we, my mum used to use cloth nappies for me when we. Yeah. Because the disposable nappies are just extortionate. Yes, really, they are. really yeah. a big thing. No, that's right it. Then. And you just wash them. Um, and now the thing is, the, the argument can be made that they're not that practical. I, I have a sister who has just had a baby. Yeah. And this was something I was discussing with her. And she's like, do you not know how much a baby goes to the toilet? and how many reusable nappies we would need just to keep up with it and how many washes we'd have to do, which is a good point. But you must consider that, yes, those washes take up a lot of water and energy to do, but actually on the grand scheme of things, to produce disposable nappies actually requires way more resources. And you are literally throwing money in the bin. Yes, you may have to invest up front in reusables, but they can be reused for your next child, or perhaps you have a friend that has already used reusables and you borrow, borrow, use, inherit them from them. Yeah. And, you know, just the cycle goes on that way rather than just going into the bin. Because I bet you, I'm 25, and I bet you there is nappies that are still around in a tip today from when I was baby. And that's crazy. Um, the other one I want to go over is less water, so shower less. Um, be more aware, like I have a friend who would do wash his face in the morning and it wasn't until I had him as a guest that I saw how he was using water every day. Um, and I was just, I was horrified by the amount of water he was using. He was filling a basin and just, oh, he was just keeping the taps on and it stressed me out. So I was like, do you think I'm made of money, mate? So I had a little argument with him. But ultimately, his water usage was heavily reduced after me inspiring him slash nagging him. But I want you to think <laughs> about like the water that you're using. So it's short People showers. And they're brushing their teeth as well. Yeah. Like leave the tap on. Yeah. Like turn it off, mate. You don't need it on. It's <laughs> not <laughs> going anywhere. Fucking yeah. Down the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the other one is buy secondhand. So um, you may have heard as well, the clothing industry uses so much water to produce the clothes um, in the washing process, in the uh, turning the cotton into actual like cotton fibers that they can use to produce the clothes. There is gallons and gallons and gallons of water being used to produce clothes. And you might think, oh, well, we're a planet that's 70 percent. Is it 70 percent? How much water? 80 percent. I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot of sea, but it's using drinking water. These companies are using water that could be going out and hydrating living creatures, including ourselves. And 
it's taking it away from the ecosystem and helping the areas that then drought. Yes, and then there's also the fact that their dyes just wash away into public rivers and things like that in mm. India and all of these other um, countries. It's toxic and it's wasteful, and so there's a huge movement in a moment and a focus on fast fashion and making it slow fashion. So I want you to consider um, being a bit hipster about it and going to charity shops and yeah. buying secondhand or doing a wardrobe exchange with a friend because I get that we might want a nice dress for a, a special evening but maybe your friend's got a nice dress that she doesn't want anymore you could borrow it for the evening and again save you money yeah we've had a few cold swap parties like me and a group of friends and we're all different shapes and sizes but we've all got wardrobes full of clothes yeah that range hugely you, you in bet. size yeah that we could easily swap absolutely yeah um, so buy secondhand and then, oh, this one, actually take your shopping bag. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I know that it's easy to think, oh, well, I've got my shopping bags, they're in the car. And then you get to the, the top of the shop or whatever, you're doing your shopping, you're like, <gasps> forgot the bags. Well, go get them, use them. Because every time we buy the bags, we're just contributing more and more to plastic waste and pollution. And that really is so harmful. For, I mean, you just know. You know that the plastic is just going straight into the tip. And that's the, that's the problem there. We've got so much landmass available to us and we're stuffing it with crap. And it's hurting our planet and it's hurting fish and the sea life because it inevitably ends up in the ocean. So being mindful of that, use your plastic bags. So the last one I want to do um, to encourage people to think about going vegan or at least drastically reduce their meat and dairy intake. I am vegan myself and cliche vegan moment saying I'm vegan just so, you know, because everyone needs to know. Did <laughs> <laughs> you go vegan for environmental reasons or for other reasons? It was the triple threat. So it was for the animals because like why murder an animal that's mean um <laughs> it was also the environment and also personal health like it just there's benefits all around for me, yeah. for me in my life so it made sense um but i want to specifically talk about veganism with the sustainable eco-friendly dance because it's really important so um there's a few things that i think we need to understand about the meat and dairy industries Firstly, that there are so, so, so many animals being reared for our consumption, which means they are taking up resources that we could have used or used less of. And I'm talking one of the biggest contributors to deforestation is to make room for the crops that don't feed us. No, they feed the cattle. The other thing is um, the water the amount of water we use, not only to hydrate the animals, but to process the meat and the dairy afterwards. Um, there is gallons and gallons and gallons involved. Next, you have the environmental effect that slaughter has on animals. Now, don't be fooled. The reason I throw dairy industry into this is because the dairy industry is just as bad as the meat industry, if not worse. Because, yes, we're rearing animals for milk and, oh, happy cows and baby calves. Nope. Um, what happens is, um, sorry, Jen pulled a face, uh, is that basically the calves are reared 
And if they are a female calf, they will go into the same phase as their mum, which was to have more calves, therefore to produce milk. Or if they're male, they will be reared for uh, beef. And that makes sense. But also, I'm not going to talk about the emotional side and moral side, but on a whole eco stance, we're, we're talking... Uh, more cows on the planet taking up resources and also as they're eating and this is such a silly thing but they are farty they're farty creatures producing methane and putting this gas out into the world i know it sounds ridiculous but it's true and the truth is that methane is 25 times 25 times more effective at trapping heat than co2 and yet we have animals all over the planet just kicking it out then also um we should see that when you're on a vegan diet versus a omnivorous diet so you know vegetables and meat because no one's a carnivore you can't if anyone ever says to you i'm a carnivore that's not true because uh, <laughs> they would die um <laughs> but a omnivore every day produces 15.8 pounds of CO2 versus a vegan that only produces 6.4 pounds. So the amount of CO2 there is drastically different, like just as a variable, incredible. Um, so I would urge you to go vegan mostly or just to reduce your meat and dairy intake because all of these things have a knock-on effect. Um, and also, yeah, I think that's my, my main top tips. Be conscious of your plastics, reuse, recycle, uh, don't buy any more disposables, use less water, use less electric, turn off all your gadgets, buy second hand, walk more, be smart about your transport as a whole, and then reduce your meat and dairy intake. Oh, the other fact I would like to leave you with as well is that the meat and dairy industry produce way more co2 than all of transport combined yeah. yeah and that is insane because you think oh but planes yeah yeah but also meat and dairy industry <laughs> yeah. so can i ask a question yeah uh am i am really in remembering my biology back to school where plants convert co2 into oxygen which is a nice little trade-off we produce co2 they eat it give us back oxygen when the cows are producing methane is there any benefit is does that get converted into anything that can be of any benefit to any other species or is that just one of these harmful gases that's no it's just cows? it's just an excess gas that is just hurting the planet yeah um and that's actually a really good point because um obviously if we switched if we used the, the land that was being used to rear animals to grow plants instead then you're right we would be converting the air more into oxygen and it would just be self-sustaining the planet would have a better chance at healing itself um but also i want to address the, the people who say yeah but we would need way more land to grow crops for people um that's not true actually the current amount of land that we use for cattle we could easily grow crops on and feed the entire population. And as the population grows, we don't have to go out um, and contribute more to deforestation. We can grow plants now in things called like uh, sky gardens and mm. uh, tower farms where they can literally 
grow plants in buildings and therefore take up more airspace rather than land space. There's some amazing, ingenious tech out there. Just, oh, so exciting. (laughs) That really does give you hope. There's a technology and the understanding of where to go next, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me out of words. I've done it. (laughs) Super interesting. I hope it is. I hope it's not too um, naggy. And I hope it's not too overwhelming because I don't want to come across that way. I want to be um, informative and hopefully a little, uh, light a little flame under people's bums because the truth is if I've made, like, been able to make these changes, everyone else can. Like, yeah. I'm just a regular human doing regular human things. And I know that everyone else out there can also make these changes. And you feel so good about it too. Like just the, like the pat on the back that you can give yourself to know that you're not, just a consuming being yeah <laughs> and I think it's just important to start the conversation yes. because you don't know what you don't know yeah until you know it so yeah. when you have that conversation if you have that conversation with somebody else you could be giving them brand new information that opens their eyes or they might have a nugget that they can share back with you absolutely and like you said before that butterfly effect it just helps yeah helps the wings spread and fly absolutely yeah i know and that's why i want you guys to go out there and just talk to people you'd never normally talk to about this as well because it's those people that need to hear it and it's those people that need those topics raised um just so that it it gets your mind going you know yeah and you're just more aware and mindful of your actions moving forwards and these things don't have to always be a conscious effort they can end up being habits that just you do naturally yeah and sure. makes life easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, Charlotte. You're welcome. I hope that wasn't too waffly for you. But... No, man. it was good. It was good. <laughs> no. Well, I'm very grateful Just... for this opportunity. Thank you, my dear. Pleasure. I hope to see people on Simple Swaps soon. Yeah. So remember, look up the link for Simple Swaps with Charlotte on the show notes and follow Charlotte on Instagram to see the beautiful pictures that she's taken around. Yep. Charlotte can be And <laughs> we will hopefully have you on again. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for being a guest. No worries. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud and check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow just following IAM.JenWilson.